It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The top stories. Covid curbs are relaxed in Shenzhen following similar measures in Beijing. There's another national anthem blunder at an international sporting event and 11 people are found guilty of rioting outside the Polytechnic University in 2019. Sunjun has started to ease some COVID curbs following similar moves by Beijing yesterday. Violet Wong has more details. Shenzhen authorities said people will no longer need to show a negative COVID test result to use public transport or enter parks. In an announcement, the city's transport bureau said effective immediately, passengers only needed to have their health codes checked and to scan a QR code. Beijing had earlier stopped demanding negative test results to enter places such as supermarkets, and it is preparing to do the same for subways from Monday. But a negative result obtained within the past 48 hours is still needed to enter venues like shopping malls. Meanwhile, the mainland reported just over 3,900 new locally transmitted cases on Friday and nearly 29,000 asymptomatic cases, which accounts separately. There's been another case of a song linked with violent protests in 2019 being wrongly played in place of the national anthem at an international sporting event involving Hong Kong athletes. Here's Damon Pang. The latest incident took place at the Asian Classic Powerlifting Championships in Dubai, with the song being played after weightlifter Susanna Lin won a gold medal. She made a T sign to signal there was a problem, and organizers then played the national anthem correctly. After a similar blunder last month, the Hong Kong Sports Federation and Olympic Committee issued guidelines on how athletes should react if there were problems with the national anthem and the regional flag, including leaving the venue if the problem isn't rectified immediately. The SAR government says it strongly deplores and opposes the mistake made by the organisers. In a statement, it said it recognised the performance of the Hong Kong representatives at the scene in defending the country's dignity. Eleven people have been found guilty of rioting outside the Polytechnic University in 2019. The district court also convicted some of them of possessing offensive weapons or instruments fit for unlawful purposes, including hammers and laser devices. Two other defendants had earlier pleaded guilty to the riot charge. A government advisor on the pandemic, David Hoyer, says he expects the current COVID wave to peak shortly. Although cases have hovered around the 10,000 mark for the past few days, the Chinese university academic says there's no need to worry, as the health system can cope. The number of cases will continue to rise for a while. I guess probably will peak in the next one to two weeks. When I look at the statistics, the tier one isolation rooms, we are only using about half. Tier 2, we are using about one-third. We actually have prevented a lot of mild cases from being admitted to the hospital. So the, as long as the public healthcare system is still functioning well, there's no reason to tighten the social distancing measure. Professor Hoy also said there'd been a rise in COVID cases at care homes, with some residents being reinfected, despite having had three vaccine shots. He said they should now receive the newly arrived bivalent jab, which also protects against the Omicron variant. Health officials have reported 10,111 new COVID cases, of which 497 were imported. 17 more patients with COVID have died. The China Manned Space Agency says the three Sunjo 14 astronauts will return to Earth tomorrow after completing their tasks. Yesterday, they handed over control of the space station to the Sunjo 15 crew, completing the country's first in-orbit crew rotation. 
Overseas, a semi-official news agency in Iran has confirmed that the family villa of the rock climber Elnaz Rekabi has been demolished, but it claims the decision had been taken before she took part in an international competition without a hijab. This report from the BBC, Sebastian Usher. A video that's been circulating on social media shows the ruins of a house with sports medals on the ground. Davud, Elnaz Rakabi's brother and also a top athlete, is seen crying. Anti-government activists denounced it as an act of revenge against Elnaz Rakabi, although it's not clear when the footage was shot. Now, Tasnim News Agency has confirmed that the house has been demolished, but says this was due to the family not having a valid permit for its construction. Tasnim says all this took place before Elnaz Rakabi competed without a headscarf at an event in South Korea in October. The weather forecast mainly cloudy but with some sunny periods tomorrow. Temperatures in the region of 18 to 22 degrees with moderate northerly winds. Currently the observatory 20 degrees Celsius, humidity 74%. You're listening to RTHK. The time's exactly five minutes past 11. At a launch ceremony in California, the U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has unveiled a new strategic stealth bomber. The 700 million U.S. dollar B-21 aircraft can carry conventional and nuclear weapons and can fly without a crew on board. The plane remained in its hangar and was only partially revealed to the audience, as most of its specific technology is classified. The Vice Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Christopher Grady, outlined the capabilities of the new plane. They will operate in tomorrow's high-end threat environment and it will enable America to outmaneuver, to outpace and to outmatch our adversaries. It will deter aggression and if called upon, the B-21 and the men and women who fly her will be resolute, ready and lethal on arrival to prevail in conflict. A Greek newspaper says there have been advanced negotiations over the possible return to Greece of the ancient Parthenon, or Elgin marbles, which are currently housed in the British Museum. The Daily Tarnea said talks had been taking place between the museum's chair and the Greek Prime Minister, Kyriakos Mitsotakis, since November last year. The marbles once adorned the front of the, front of the Parthenon in Athens, but were stripped in the early 19th century and taken to London. The Prince and Princess of Wales have handed out awards to the five winners of the Earthshot Prize, which rewards in innovative environmental projects. Each will receive 1.2 million US dollars to develop their ideas. The BBC's Justin Rowlett has more details. For the first time, we had a UK winner called Notplar, and it's a company that makes something that isn't plastic but has the same function as plastic. And it's made from seaweed and other plant matter, and cre- they can create this kind of what well, is very much like a plastic film. So they use it in takeaway boxes. Other winners included a Kenyan company, women-led company, making uh, low-emission stoves. Lots of people in Kenya still burn solid fuel, wood and char. And this uses a kind of mix of charcoal and other plant material that's much lower emissions, exposes people to much less of the dangerous gases that these stoves produce, much cleaner solutions. A fossil which lay undiscovered in a cupboard in London's Natural History Museum for half a century has advanced modern understanding of the origins of reptiles. BBC's Claire Runacres has this report. This specimen was found in a quarry in Gloucestershire in the west of England in the 1950s. It was labelled wrongly and stored before finding its way to London's Natural History Museum. Recent analysis shows the long-tailed creature was about 25 centimetres long with sharp teeth. 
It has the hallmarks of modern lizards with bones in the head that allow extra flexibility in the jaws. The findings suggest that lizards began to diversify in the Triassic period alongside some of the earliest dinosaurs, rather than the Middle Jurassic period as previously thought. To sports now, the knockout stage at the World Cup has just begun with the Netherlands taking on the United States. Louis van Gaal's side are favourites to progress, but the US captain Tyler Adams says support for them is growing all the time. The USA hosts the tournament in 2026 alongside Canada and Mexico. And Adams says they've been changing hearts and minds back home. The support from the US has been a bit surreal. You know, I know my dad's a teacher at school and, you know, they were all watching during their classes, the game and, you know, supporting me and I was getting videos from the family, all the watch parties in my town and whatnot. Um, but it's it's really, really cool to, to see how much just a, a tournament can change the perspective on, on, you know, people supporting soccer. The former Ajax, Barcelona and Netherlands international midfielder Ronald de Boer told the BBC the Dutch could go further in the tournament. For me it's important that they uh, they show uh, the, the quality what they can do and uh, they're not a favourite for me. Uh, I had to do the prediction before, I think Brazil is number one and uh, there are some other countries like what I said, France and Spain, they look strong and uh, maybe a dark horse, uh, uh, Portugal is uh, with those stars, they can go very far and Holland is the uh, same like uh, Portugal a dark horse. They can go far, they can maybe go all the way, and hopefully it's here. And I can tell you the latest score in that match is nil-nil. In the second round of the 16 matches, the Argent- Argentina on Australia match starts at 3am Hong Kong time. Another one to look forward to. To end the news, the top stories once again. Covid curbs are relaxed in Sunchun, following similar measures in Beijing. And there's another national anthem blunder at an international sporting event and 11 people are found guilty of writing outside the Polytechnic Uni in 2019. The news from RTHK.